That's right, friends. It is Final Fantasy VI time again. Um, what were we up to? Oh yeah, so we have we have some espers equipped, and now we need to get to the Empire. How do we get to the Empire? South of this town, there's some sort of opera house, and oh, we look like. Maria, hmm, isn't that interesting? I wonder if that's interesting, friends. Man, oh, holy crap. That guy did 1,040 damage to Steve. Aye. Oh, boy. We are one step south of town, and we have to go back uh, and spend the night at the inn. Isn't that tragic? Now I know what you're saying. I, you're saying, Locathor, why don't you just use a tent? My friends! Remember, this inn is 250 gold, but the tent is 1,200 gold. We got these disposable cardboard tents or something like that. I don't know. Alright. Let's, uh... Let's have a quick little save there. Just, uh... Oh. Overgrunk. Vulture. Iron. Fist. Splits. We can do the fire blitz. Fire dance. Hey, got him. Skelly gained a level. Skills, Skelly. What do you have equipped? You have Siren equipped? Oh, bonus hit points. Yeah, we can always deal bonus hit points. Love some bonus hit points. I mean, at the end of the game, your hit points all max out once your level's high enough. So in some sense, bonus hit points are not very good, but they're better than nothing, I suppose. Right now, the problem is that we only have so many espers, and we want to be doing all this uh, esper leveling. So really, we need to, kind of as we did before, power through the game and get to better espers. Now, you may recall, I looked in the... Um, I looked in the... Uh, the walkthrough, and... What? The Opera House is closed? I went all the way to the Opera House and they just tell me the Opera House is closed? Yeah, I, uh, I looked through the walkthrough and looked it all up, uh, which is why I'm doing the game wrong. Yeah, that's good work, Locathor. Uh, so... <laughs> Maybe we have to talk to someone in town? I don't know. What I was gonna say is that we, um... 
we're supposed to be able to get a magic plus two Esper from the auction house. Auction house, not opera house. Let's try and be clear. There's two different types of special houses here. Okay, well, I guess we go to the back of the town. Yeah, so that's the auction house. And this is the conductor's... How old is this house? Impresario says, Maria! Are you talking to me? Says Mel. Sorry, my mistake. Wow, you could pass for Maria in the heartbeat. Oh boy, now I really am in trouble. Mel looks just like Maria. They don't even say who's saying that line. Like, it doesn't matter. One of the criticisms, I was talking to some people in the um, RPG After Years Discord today, and one of the criticisms of Final Fantasy VI is that the the characters are not distinct enough in how they speak. Uh, like, um, how do I, what's another way to put it? Like, it sounds like every single character is just the exact same character, you know? Um, which is actually kind of a fair criticism, because Cyan speaks a little funny, and so does Gao, and then basically everyone else is the same. And then we have lines like that, where it just, it says text on the screen as though someone's saying it, but they don't even bother. And I know that there's, like, swappable characters or whatever, but we know at this point, like, you have to have Steve in the party, so they could always attribute the line to Steve, and that would have been fine. But, uh, I guess, what's his name? I guess Sakaguchi worked on this one, right? We're gonna blame Sakaguchi. <laughs> Alright, so we found a letter, like a piece of mail on the floor. Uh, that person dropped it off. And then the master of the house comes down and says, Oh, he's the director of the operas here. Everyone just calls him Impresario. He's been in a tizzy ever since that letter arrived. Okay, so this is the second impresario. Remember how I said that there was an impresario on the train? And I think what happened is that there was the conductor of the train and there was the conductor of this opera, and they were told to change the conductor of the opera's name to the impresario, and search and replace hit one too many cells in the Excel spreadsheet. Um, let's see. He's been in a tizzy ever since that letter arrived. Oh, what's the letter say? My dear Mar oh wait, who's- oh, oh my gosh, you gotta look it up. Um, I have my- Uh... Okay. So, uh, this is being read by- the this is being written by the Wandering Gambler, who we're gonna meet later, and it's gonna be Setzer. Um, and, uh, we're assigning the role of Setzer to a particular, uh, audio-only let's player, of course. Of course. So I'm going to um, focus for like two or three seconds and then do a not intentionally bad impression of the audio only let's player in question. And then we'll see if you can guess um, who who I'm who I'm uh, in in impersonating badly. Okay, okay, here goes. Okay. My dear Maria, I want you for my wife. I'm coming for you. Signed, the Wandering Gambler. Steve says, who's this? Wandering, what's his name? 
The master says, you were born on a farm, son? I don't know what the master is. The master gets two lines. Now we see him up on an airship. The blackjack playing, world traveling, casino dwelling, free spirit. That's right. D-A-N space. Can we put a space? Oh my gosh, we're gonna put a, we're gonna put a period. And then a capital K. And then another period. No, yes. D-A-N period K. That's right, Dan K is Setzer in this version. From Dan K's uh, Let's Wagner. Um, now it's a happy accident that Dan K started doing a Let's Wagner series uh, immediately before this. And then within the context of the game, he is the person who kidnaps the opera singer. That's really funny, although that was not intentional on my part. I only realized it literally now as I am telling it to you, but so the master of the house says, that's Dan Kay, owner of the world's only airship. Mel, if we could get that airship, we'd make the empire in no time. Steve says, well, let's set up a meeting with Dan Kay. All right, now we know what we're doing. I have to admit, friends, I've been doing, uh, I've, I've been voicing Jess. I don't think I've been doing a very good Jess impression. I've also been voicing Mel. And I have never heard Mel speak once, because as I mentioned, Mel has not started the podcast that might happen. Might. Um. So I don't have no idea if I'm doing a good Mel voice or a bad Mel voice. I think I'm probably doing uh, a not good uh, Jess voice. I'd say Jess's voice uh, is a little bit higher than I can do. So I'm just doing generic feminine voice. And I only have kind of one generic feminine voice unless I like put some sort of lingual accent upon it. So I've kind of been doing the same voice for both Tara and Celez, uh, Mel and Jess. All right, so we're going to the opera. We go inside. The previous person who told us the opera is closed has been replaced with the impresario. And he says, ah, you again. I guess he talks like Dracula. I, I was going to go for Italian, but I, whatever. He says, I read that letter. Dan Kay is coming to steal her. Oh, he'll probably appear right at the climax of scene one. He loves an entrance. There, that's a little more Italian, right? Right. If we could only grab him then. The says, oh, dear me, no. You'd ruin the performance. I'll lose my job. Mel strikes a pose, says, then your history. And the impresario says, This is simply horrid. I want the performance to be a success. But I don't want Maria to be abducted. Oh! He, he, he puts his hand on his forehead as in a woe-is-me-style pose. And he starts walking off towards the dressing rooms. And our, our party follows. And Steve says, We'll let him grab her. And a question mark comes right out of his head. And Steve says, We'll use Mel as a decoy. After she's abducted, I'll follow him right onto his airship. And he's sort of wagging a finger towards the camera. And everyone else is kind of blinking at how stupid this plan is. And the impresario says, Are you mad if someone should if something should happen to Maria? Steve stops him from going inside the dressing rooms and says, No! That's why we got that's why the decoy! We'll hide Maria somewhere safe. Come again. He does another finger wag. 
You said she looks like Maria, right? Uh, now, just a minute. Mel will be our Maria. She'll lead us to the airship. All brilliant. And Mel is freaking out. Oh, wait, I'm a general, not some opera floozy. She runs to go towards the dressing room and bounces off the door and then goes through the door. And Steve kind of knocks on the door. And then he listens and he can we can hear me, do, re, mi, fa, <laughs> ma, re, ah. Uh. Steve has a good chuckle. Not bad, Mel. Oh, and then the camera pans. And who do we see? Who do we see, friends? That's right, it's Ultros. And he says, I'll pretend to be Dan Kay and foil their little plan. And he throws a letter. And Steve says, let's get ready. Mel, it's showtime. And we all go into the dressing room and Ultra says, yeah, come on, read it. We didn't, we didn't read the letter, friends. Everyone except Mel has gone up into the high uh, balcony box, including the impresario. I guess you don't have to. I guess when you're the when you're as good as the impresario, you don't have to actually be backstage. Oh wait, and then so now there's an announcer who is also using the impresario sprite. I'm a little confused, but whatever. The West and East, we're waging war. I'm pushing A. I guess it's auto playing. Draco, the West's great hero, thinks of his love, Maria. Is she safe? Is she waiting? Camera pans up to focus more on the stage and the lights come up. A man in armor walks out. Oh no! Chocobos with knights on them run past and he's knocked down! Oh! Maria! Oh! Maria! Hereby, boys. I'm I'm singing with the timing that the words appear on screen, friends. It's not my fault. They're out of tune. How I long to be with you. Friends, are you pumped up for one of the best operas in video game? Slightly by fact of the fact that it's like one of the only operas in video game. All right, so we can't even go to the menu right now, but uh, we've taken control of Steve and we're leaving the uh, balcony box, going toward the dressing room. 
Ah, the letter from earlier is not on the floor anymore. Okay, we'll go into the dressing room. We look at Mel. She's... Oh, woo, woo. We look at Mel. She's in her dress for the stage. Steve's face turns beet red. Woo. And he says, ay, 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 is that you? She turns away and says, Steve, why did you help me escape back there? I once abandoned someone when she needed me. Mel says, somewhere inside you were saving her, weren't you? Steve says, that ribbon suits you. She's got a big black ribbon in her hair, and it does suit her. She says, on with the show. This is a big scene in which Maria senses that something's happening to Draco. Steve says, you'd better check the score one last time. Read the score. Scene one. Okay, let's. I'm going to skip through this because we're going to hear it in a second. Um... Two. Okay, okay, okay. I remember now. Also, there's a really good OC remix of the opera theme. It's like done like a Queen song. Um, absolutely amazing. The forces of the West fell, and Maria's castle was taken. Prince Rolfs of the East took her hand by force, but she never stopped yearning for Draco. The next line is... Oh, my hero, but so far away now, will I ever see your smile? Love goes away like night into day. It's just a fading dream I'm the darkness You're the stars And our love was darker than the sun Like for eternity <laughs> For me there can be only you, my chosen one, must I forget you, our solemn promise, will autumn take the place of spring? What shall I do? I'm lost without you. I speak to me once more. And then she climbs the stairs into the upper section. And the ghost of Draco appears. And we walk over to Draco. Draco says, come Maria, follow my lead. And now we have this fun little mini game where we try to walk on the path that he does as he keeps backing away from us, which sort of imitates dancing. Draco says, ha ha ha! And then the ghost turns into the flowers and we pick up the flowers. And we climb to the upper balcony, the uppermost portion of the stage.
We must part now. My life goes on. But my heart just won't give you up. You throw the flowers from the balcony. Ere I walk away, let me hear you say, I meant as much to you. So gently you touched my heart, I will be forever yours. Come what may, I won't age a day, I wait for you always. It's really hard when the words don't appear before you're singing them. And then uh, some sort of chancellor guy comes up the stairs and sees us on the balcony and says, Prince Rolf is looking for a dance partner. Leave the past behind. Our kingdom is adopting the spirit of the East. And he goes back downstairs. Maria, or Mel, I should say, turns away and goes back down the stairs as well. Fade to black. And then we see everyone is dancing. There's three generic pairs of dancers, and then there's also uh, Mel uh, as Maria dancing with uh, Waltz or whatever his name is. All right, cut back to Steve looking from off stage, and he says, "Well done, Mel." Oh, what's this? A letter on the ground? I owe you one, so I'm gonna jam up your opera. Ultros. <laughs> Uh-oh, better tell the impresario. Now here's here's what I don't like, friends. You, you hear me? You hear me pushing X frantically? I can't go into the menu right now, but Steve doesn't have sprint shoes equipped. So once again, we're not sprinting, but whatever, whatever. The impresario says, what? A guard says, the survivors of the West attack! And Rolf shouts, impossible! Attack! And the survivors of the West are now attacking the, the guards of the East. And they're, they're stage fighting and so forth. It's very dramatic. Wait! <gasps> it's Draco! He runs it on Chocobo and then Chocobo runs off stage. Mario! I've waited so long I knew you'd come Oh, and this is the other guy Maria will finally Have to Become my queen This is the guy from the east For the rest of my Life I'll keep you Near And now they're both singing it it's a duel! And now Draco and Rolfs are gonna have their duel and, you know, fight for a lady like you do. But how might he disrupt the opera, says the impresario? Oh, with that, camera cuts to above the opera in the rafters. 
Ultros has mwahaha! Let's see if Maria can shrug this off. And he's got like a four ton, it's a weight. It says four and then a little lowercase t on it. It's like an Acme weight thing. Yeah, this is heavier than I thought. It'll take me five minutes to drop it. Steve says, we haven't a second to lose. Impresario says, talk to the man in the room to the far right. He'll help you get up there. Steve says, it's, it's as good as done. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to put on some sprint shoes because once again, sprint shoes are so good. All right, far right, far right. We're going up, we're going up. We're talking to the man. So it's the impresario asked me to have you press the far right switch. Uh, I don't know how that helps us. Is everything okay? Okay, it's talking to the impresario does not seem to help. So we're going off to the left, we're going off to the left. Uh, okay, okay, we're going up, we're going through the door. Four minutes and 13 seconds, all right. Okay, we're fighting some uh, rats. Uh, okay, crap. So, uh... Okay. Uh-oh, I'm not liking that we didn't kill these monsters in, like, one hit. Alright, so the dispatch does it. Oh dear, these golden rats are a little tough. Okay, so they, they die to a dispatch, but they can survive one or a bolt. I think? I guess the golden ones in the middle are tougher. Alright, 3 minutes and 26. Uh, let's see. Crap, more rats. I think we can just run away, right? Can't run away, it says! Okay, okay. Sword tech. Uh, blue capture. Actually, the capture has a longer animation because of the steal time. It, it, the message for stealing, we like lose a few seconds. But okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Two minutes, 43. Oh, crap. We got, oh, one, maybe two more sewer rat squads. This is stressing me out. I got a Discord open, um, and... Oh, uh, nope, that's capture. I got a Discord open while I'm also playing Super Nintendo, and someone just said, also, anyone may change the music at any time, but who would change the music away from this? Now, I know that they meant anyone can change the music in the voice channel, but... I just want to once again emphasize that the music of Final Fantasy VI is very great and impressive. One minute's 55 on the clock! 152, 151! Oh dear, we got one more rat squad, and then I think we'll get to Ultros. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 
So I'm using Aura Bolt instead of uh, the Fire one, because I think I think the Fire one has a longer animation, but now that I think about it, the Fire one hits all three, so maybe that was not the right move, but oh well. Yeah, Steve. Steve cannot one-shot these people. Um, down to a minute 30. Minute 15. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting three magic points from each of these fights. That's cool. We're down to one minute. All right, all right, all right. So, so with one minute left on the clock, we're going to pick our tonics. And we're gonna uh, max out everyone's hit points very quickly. And then go up and fight Ultros. Ultra says, phew, rats. And he jumps over us and he tackles us, but oh no, we both fall off the rafters. And we land on the stage and oh, Draco and Ralph are both knocked out. Oh, the party's all knocked over and Ultros is there. And oof, Mel's, Mel's the only one in our party who's not taken over. And the Empresario runs into the stage and says, Oh, disaster! If the two heels are flattened, the opera's over. Then who'll win the girl? Steve oh, gets up to one knee. Oh, boy. It hurts to fall from the rafters, buddy. Oh, he stands up, shakes his head. Blinks a little bit. Steve says, neither Draco nor Ross will save Mel. I, Steve, the world's premier adventurer, will save her. The impresario says, hi, uh, what awful acting. And Ultra says, silence, you are in the presence of octopus royalty. A low-born thug like you could never defeat me. The impresario says, huh, might as well make the most of this. Music. Now we get to have a battle with Ultros. Long time no see. You've changed. Did you miss me? Well, and I saw someone. Uh, I think Ultros is actually vulnerable. Oh, he's vulnerable to fire. And Steve actually knows fire. So we're going to, oh boy. We're gonna throw a fire onto, uh, Ultros, and we're also going to use the Fire Dance Blitz. And then we're going to use Quadra Slam with uh, Skelly. Now that we actually use the Fire Spell, I think he might say Seafood Soup. No, he doesn't. Oh well. It's a Quadra Slam. 264, 268, 282, 273. What an unlucky day! Adios! Ultra Scrams. Got two GP. That's right, friends. Just a darn minute. Oh, Steve can't be too happy at himself yet. What's happening? What a performance. And he jumps in and he grabs Mel and swirls her around and her... Her stage dress comes off and she's back in her normal clothes, I guess, because that's how it works. And the impresario says, Dan Kay! And Dan Kay says, I'm a man of my word, music man. Mel says, that's him, and then gets dragged off. And the impresario says, what a reversal! 
Thinking she's Steve's new queen, Maria is instead nabbed by Dan Kay. What fate lies in store for her? Stay tuned for part two. Camera fade to black. Oh, I'm sorry. The stage lights went out, but the camera's not gone. We're still seeing the orchestra playing. So I guess the music right now is diegetic music. <laughs> They're playing Dan Kay's theme for him. Sure. Why not? Dan K says, I'll deal with you in a minute. And he locks her in some sort of lounge area. She bangs on the door, but it's no use. And then she winks. Because we go over to where there's like a balcony into the gear and engine portion of the ship. And I guess she like lowers a rope or something. Because Skelly and Ryan and Steve jump up. And now we're all in here and Steve says, what a performance. And Mel says, enough already. Steve says, but this is the tough one. Part two begins now. Hmm. Where's Dan Kay? He's coming. Dan Kay comes in. Who are you? You're not Maria. Dan Kay, we need your help. We have to go to Vector. We need this ship to get there. Look, if you're not Maria, I don't want you aboard. Wait! We were told your ship is the finest vessel in the world. Steve says, and you are the world's most notorious gambler. And Ryan says, my brother's the King of Figaro. Cooperate and you'll be well rewarded. Skelly says, I'm one of Doma's knights. Please help us. Dan K says, come here. Mel takes a step forward and says, yeah. Dan K says, don't misunderstand me. I'm still not sure if I'm going to help you. All right, camera fade. And, uh... Oh, let's see. There we go. So now, uh, Dan K is standing at a blackjack table, and I guess we're in the gambling hall. Dan K says, phew, the Empire's made me a rich man. Mel says, stop thinking of yourself. Many towns and villages have been smashed by the Empire. Steve, the Empire is also totally rotten. It's using magic to enslave the world. Brian. Uh, wait, what was Ryan's voice? Uh, I don't remember Ryan. Oh, Ryan, Ryan was voiced by Trip Tucker. The Empire will end up owning you. Skelly says, I lost my friends and my family. Dan K says, the Empire evil. Mel says, we all hate the Empire for the same reasons. That's why, you know, you're even more stunning than Maria. She's taken aback by this. Enough. If you, if Mel becomes my wife, I'll help. Otherwise, Steve says, what? Are you stupid? Mel says, we haven't any choice. Dan K says, yes, it's settled. But I have conditions. We'll decide with a coin toss. If it's heads, you'll help us. If it's tails, we'll go with you. Well, Mr. Gambler? And this is the part... I've only ever seen this scene with Edgar in the scene, so I don't know what's about to happen. And he says, oh, ho, fine, I accept. Steve says, listen to yourself. Mel, you can't become his wife. You just can't. Skelly says, that man uses people. 
Elsa's ready. So she got something out of Steve's pocket. And flips the coin in the air. And everyone looks at it. Elsa's, I win! Now honor your part of the bargain. Dan K steps forward and picks it up. How unusual. A coin with identical sides. I think you've been hustled, Mr. Gambler, says Mel. He says, ha! How low can you get? I love it! All right, I'll help you. Nothing to lose but my life. And he flips the coin again. My life is a chip in your pile. Ante up. Yeah, so normally if Edgar and Sabin are both in the party, or if Jeff and Ryan are both in the party, I should say, uh, and then when the two-headed coin is used, uh, Mel gets the two-headed coin from Jeff, and then Ryan realizes that it's the two-headed coin that was used in their, um, in their coin toss for who would stay and be king. And I've heard some people be like, oh, yeah, uh, Jeff cheated Ryan out of being king of Figaro, but Ryan clearly didn't want to stay. Ryan wanted to go be a martial artist. So if you're going to tell me a bunch of nonsense about how somehow it's a mark against Jeff's character that he saved Ryan from the life that he didn't even want, well then fuck all y'all. Anyway, back to the game. Um, Steve says, this unwieldy looking ship really moves. Could it crash? Denke says, when things fall, they fall. It's all a matter of fate. Uh, the ship's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Better land some distance away. Denke says, right. I'll wait on board in case of an emergency. Alright, so now we have a Mode 7 scene, and we're on the airship, and we're going toward, uh... The Empire... And there are, like, searchlights in the air, because there's only one airship in the world. So, of course, you put searchlights in the air just to check for airships. Um, and this is a Mode 7 scene with... I mean, it's faster than the original Mech March, but we're just going straight toward the target. And we're just kind of... We're letting the music play. Alright, so we land next to a town. This is the town of Albrook. Alright, we're gonna go to the item shop. Uh, oh boy. They don't even sell tonics anymore! I'm not happy about this. I love buying 99 tonics. low on eye drops and they're 50 each so we might as well buy a few more warp stone same effect as warp and we'll buy two warp stones why not revivify cures zombie status uh, I don't think we need that remedy cures status ailments except zombie thanks game thanks so much Alright, so we're gonna buy a few more Phoenix Downs. I guess we're gonna buy some potions. 
I guess we're gonna buy some tents. How much money do we have? 9,000 left. This town is, by the way, uh, beat to shit is, I think, the correct technical term for it. There's, like, holes in the walls from all the battle damage to this place. Uh, so we can get a better weapon for 3,000 for Mel. Does she need a better... I guess... Not like we're doing much else with this money. Yeah, that actually was a good investment. We got about 30 or 40 battle power out of it. That that was a fair investment. Uh, relics. So sprint shoes, thief glove on Steve. Uh, I think we want a hero ring. And then for Sarah, let's see, we'll do sprint shoes. Test um, hmm. shell when HP is low. Raises Vigor with the Hyper Wrist. So I looked it up and Vigor is like, or no. I think Vigor is like defense. I think Stamina is like a defense versus instant death, which is like okay or whatever. I don't know, we'll protect against Dark and Petrify. That seems fine. Sometimes you don't need every single relic, I guess. Armor Shop, oh my gosh, what's this? Empty, empty, oh well. I guess we got conned. If they're just sitting there, they're probably empty. Headband. Oh, Bard's hat. Mithril vest, ninja gear, white dress. So we want two Bard's hats. Raises MP a little. Alright, so... Mel? Bard's hat, and we'll have Skelly put on the Bard's hat, because they're both in the front row. What's this guy say? Emperor just all himself asked me to do his portrait. What if he doesn't like it? That's, that's a fair, fair question, buddy. Oh my gosh, there's a relic shop. in here. We got an elixir from the clock. <gasps> oh my gosh, there's a secret bar! Well, it's not secret. All the all the Imperial Guards are here. But if you go all the way around in the relic shop... Hey! You hear that? When you step into a different portion of the area, it actually tunes the music up and down as though you're getting closer or farther to it. That's fun. What's an amulet? Oh, we can't even we can't even look at the, what the effects of these things are because we don't have enough money. All right. The well, I think that's about it for this town. 
no entry into the port. Okay, well, a mech soldier won't let us go into the port. And, uh... Better save. How long have we been going? 44? Hmm. Yeah, we'll do some more stuff. Ralph and a Wavering. Ralph is a dog. Um, and a Wavering is like a little dragon thing. So Brian do a fire dance. Uh oh. Fire dance appears to do a little less damage than Aura Bolt because it's doing damage to all. Let's see if this is right. Yeah! Fire Dance only does about two-thirds damage um, compared to what Aurobolt's doing. So we're going to stick to Aurobolt, I think. Let's, uh... Check on these espers. Oh my gosh! She just gained a level, but she didn't have an esper because she was taken out of the party. What? What? Bull Pocky! Uh. Is there. Alright, who has Siren? Alright. We're gonna give Siren to. Mel, Ramu to Skelly. Is Ryan far away from the level up? No, he's not. After Ryan's next level up, we're gonna switch the the Esper that teaches Cure onto him. All right, so we're in the Imperial City. There's this guy hiding behind some crates. He says, shh, I'm a returner sympathizer. I've heard of you. While I distract the soldiers, climb into the steel tower from this box and enter the facility. Steve nods. Already? Yep. And he goes wandering, stumbling towards the guards. All right, I'm going to be sick. Soldier says, get out of here. Trying to push A or whatever. Ah, there we are. You just walk towards it. The man says, Ugh, gonna toss it all! And the soldier's like, Hey! And he pukes over the side. Guards are looking away. Steve jumps in. Off we go. Oh, wait. This way? This way! We'll do this other music, I guess. It's not as cool. I'm sorry, Umatsu, not all your songs are equally good. And the Magitech Factory is just a total, total cool. 
sometimes you have to listen to that battle music instead of the Magitech Factory. You're just like, oh no. Uh. What is up with these guards? Their physical defense is off the hook. Well, Ryan and Skelly can slowly chip our way through them, but it's just so much slower. So we got 1,232 GP. So maybe I'm not so angry. Okay, okay. Go through some pipes. Aha! We've got a magic item! A flame saber! I'm presuming we give that to Mel. In fact, we do. Which means we just wasted 3,000 gil! Good work! Good work, Loka! Alright, so off this side path, we're gonna grab a hook and go back towards the main path. Oop. Uh, fight. Sword Tech 1. Oh! I see what's so good about this Flame Saber. It can... Uh, whoa! Holy shit! He did like an auto super missile thingy that... Um... Like, we need to cure. God damn. He did like a missile shot that shot three different party members for like 300 damage each. Now there's these little monkey creatures that are all that's left after that deadly, deadly mecha. Steve made it through at 13 hit points. Who came to level? Is that Steve? We're level up 591. Two, three, one, two. Skelly is at nine seventeen. All right. I want to get Ryan to have maxed out magic as soon as possible, but I am sympathetic. Oh my gosh, we're using up our tonics like crazy. We accidentally got... We got thrown through a... through a wrong warp, so to speak. I thought we were gonna get a treasure chest, but it threw us down and tricked us. Let's try this again. Aha! Received a tincture. Well... Brick and a half. I guess that wasn't necessarily worth going back to. Uh, let's fight Vortech 1. 
Yeah, so so now that now that Mel has the flame saber equipped, every time she hits, it automatically does a fire one attack as well. And these opponents seem to have crazy high physical defense, uh, but very low magic defense. So uh Aura Bolt is doing a number on them. Dispatch is still working okay. But oh I guess it doesn't always do a fire one hit. But the fire one bonus attacks uh are just are what we need to get this damage output that we're looking for. Of course, Aura Bolt is uh the name of the game. Okay, so maybe we get a hundred-ish per battle. I guess I should look at it. Okay, uh, we can go on some rollers, or we can go down some stairs. I guess let's go down, let's check the stairs. That looks like an exit. Alright, we're gonna go along the rollers. Hey, treasure chest! Received a thunder blade! Uh... Skelly can't use the Thunderblade. Steve can use the Thunderblade, so we're gonna put Steve in the front row and give him the Thunderblade. Received a remedy. I guess we go on this set of conveyor belts. Takes us south. go up. It looks like I think we can go back to a treasure chest. There's some very good treasures in here, so I don't want to miss out on treasures if we can avoid it. As long as we're alive to get it. Yeah, one dispatch does not actually entirely take out one of these Garm dogs. Bit of a shame. I mean, at least they don't do much damage to us, but, you know. A little disheartening. Hundred seventy-seven experience. We needed like four hundred and change, so actually maybe we're only one away. Let's see. Ah, yes. Received a gold shield. Let's put that on Mel, who theoretically is the pull our ass out of the fire character. Hmm. I think we can go down a hook. Ah, uh, we can get in the fight is what we can do. We're fighting five pipsqueaks. Now, I think... This is where the uh, the fire dance can come into effect. These pipsqueaks aren't very tough. So one fire dance. Yeah! You did it, Ryan. Now that was a three magic point fight, so that's no slouch. Nope, apparently that's not a hook we can jump on. 
Okay. Magitech Factory, maybe you have a fight right? It's just like... Just a hair high. Incorrect Blitz input? Oh no! gained a level. Alright, perfect. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go to Ryan, take off Stray, and we want Ryan to have... Yeah, Kieran. So who has Kieran? Uh, Steve has Kieran. And now Ryan has Kieran. And Steve has... Uh... Well, with 277 experience to go, we might as well put... Well, wait. Stamina plus one. Yeah, okay, we're gonna equip Kieran on Steve and put Stray onto Cyan. Why not? It's not like we have strength plus one anyway. Okay, I see a treasure chest. Dragon Boots. Changes fight into jump. I think that's for Edgar. Because Edgar can have spears. Hmm. Maybe Ryan should be doing Flame Dance for all these. I think, because like two flame dances might be able to take them all out, right? Hey, one flame dance plus some extra hits from the special weapons. Took them all out. Okay, wow, that's nice. Uh, 177 experience. Uh, Skelly needed 244. I think it was. Oh, wait. I see a treasure chest that we've missed. Not that I think that necessarily anything in the Magitech factory is, like, completely missable and then we would care. Like, I don't believe there's any endgame equivalent. Uh... Equipment. But it's still nice. Yeah, so Skelly gained the level. Uh, so let's swap Skelly. Mel is the next to level up, right? Yeah. So Mel, please put on Stray. Uh... I guess you can put on Siren. He's already learned everything from Siren. 
we'll just we'll just have him work, hold siren anyway. Oh boy. Hey, it's more pipsqueaks. What I like about these pipsqueaks is that um, they die in one flame dance, one fire dance. Alright friends, I'm gonna turn on the fan. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I know you don't mind. Because uh, OBS is very good at cutting out the fan sound, so I, as far as I'm aware, you totally can't hear it. A gold helmet. Uh, bard's hat, green beret, headband, bard's hat. Okay, so we put the gold helmet on Skelly, who was wearing a bard's hat, and then the bard's hat has now been moved to Ryan. And... Hey, we got another treasure chest. So, uh, fighting a Garm and two Garm and a Commando. Ryan got hit with the silence. You want to know like about blitzes? They're not affected by silence. Ryan's probably one of the stronger characters in the game because he not only can like get all this super magic stuff, um, but his blitzes can run off of magic and they're mostly not affected by the stuff that holds back magic. So... I mean, other than the fact that sometimes they're annoying to input. And then Skelly, of course, is really powerful. And if you're playing the Super Nintendo version, there's actually a bug that can make him even more crazy powerful. Uh, there's a bug that you can get to have happen with his sword techs where he will just do infinite sword tech hits until, uh, until the enemy dies. Uh, if you can trigger the bug, which is, you know, funny. I would not consider it um, a legitimate way to evaluate the character's strength relative to other characters. Okay, that pipsqueak went through a huge exploding animation and then did 50 damage to Steve uh, out of Steve's 400 hit points. Which was a bit of a letdown, honestly. I expected for that huge self-destructing animation that we would see some sort of serious damage come out of that. Friends, I'm looking at a wall. I think I see a door. I know how much we're getting random encounters, but I think I see a door. 
I do see a door. Oh, crap. These are proto-armors. Launcher attack. That says the, the ones where it does the huge damage. Alright, magic cure on Steve. Alright, so we're, we one dispatch went out, and then a fire dance. Okay, whoo! A fire dance, some normal hits, and we managed to defeat... Wow, we got a bunch of magic points, and we learned a whole bunch of spells. Alright, alright. Items. Tonics. Aha! Gold armor! I knew there was something... So, so when you step through this door here, it doesn't transition to you to another room. It just puts you in a portion where, like, you can't actually see your character. You're just kind of fumbling around in the dark. And... Yeah, we got gold armor from Mel. Rockin' it. Well, now I'm not sure where to go, because I thought we were supposed to go... We've explored everywhere to the down. I guess we can go back to the previous room and go to the up. And those pipsqueaks are defeated. Let's check on Ryan. I know it's kind of really babying, but we're gonna... Oh, alright. So, uh... Steve is next to level up in a few hundred. So we're gonna have Steve take off that. Uh... Stray? Who has Stray? Yeah, you... You learn that for a little bit. And you learn stray for a little bit. Because I would I would like everyone to have a high magic stat if they, you know, if they can. It's just normally too much trouble. Uh, okay, okay, so... These proto-armors are really, really murderous. Alright, so one proto-armor got hit with a bolt from Steve's Thunderfang. And then we do a flame dance, and with two with two strong hits, we can defeat a proto armor. A dispatch on the other proto armor, and okay, okay. Don't get hit by any missiles. Guess we go. Yeah, okay. We step onto one of the conveyor belts. Kefka. He sort of walks into a room that has nothing but crates as far as he knows, and he just starts cackling to himself. I'm all powerful. <laughs> I'm collecting espers. I'm extracting magic, and I'll restore. 
the statues. Oh, and there's some sort of espers. You've been completely drained of your powers. Now you're useless to me. And he throws her in the bin. And you take a hike. And he throws another one in the bin. Well, now we know what we got to do next. We got to chase after those espers. He doesn't know about Magicite. We know that we can grab their corpse and stuff them in our jackets and gain magical power. You know, because that's ethical, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Everyone's pretty bad. I mean, I guess we didn't kill it. So is using Magicite akin to, like, using, like, Nazis in your rocket program to win the space race? Is that what we're doing? I think that's what we're doing! I mean, because, like, there, there are people that have the ethical position. There's an entire Voyager episode about this, that, like, if something is unethical to have researched, even if you didn't do it yourself, you shouldn't profit from the research. You should literally throw it away. All right, we go up to one of the creatures, and it's... Oh, they knock us back, and it's a boss. Uh, we're going to use an Esper on it. Cat Rain! Oh, that didn't do anything. Which... Who has Ramu? Okay, there we go. Okay, we're going to use Ramu. Uh... So Kirin is like a horse, which I think casts regen on all of us. Oh, good. Uh, okay, I thought that we were supposed to use Ramu on him, and then it would, like, uh, trigger a talking scene where he's like, Oh, Ramu, you sided with these people. But I guess that's not what happens. Alright, Mel's gonna start using Runic. And then Sword Tech. Uh, Capture, I guess. Uh, Blitz. Yeah, yeah, Runic, Runic, Runic! So as long as Mel keeps using Runic... Oh, boy! got taken out again. So Skelly's going to use Dispatch. And we're going to use another Phoenix Down on Ryan. Good, good, good. So we're just going to keep using Runic. Dispatch. Uh, magic. Cure. Steve, cure on Ryan. Oh! So now, Ifrit disappeared and we're fighting Shiva instead. Oh, crap! We can't use cure uh, while Runic is around. Uh, okay, that makes sense, actually. 
We can seize Orobolt the Sword Tech, though. Oh, Orobolt does zero! That's not good. Alright, so we're gonna put a potion on Ryan. Dispatch. Okay, so Dispatch works. Keep using Runic Mel, please. Alright, so a potion works. Ryan's on his feet. He's gonna do a fire dance. Woo! I guess she's got a fire weakness. Blizzard. Oh! But Mel's runic wasn't ready because of animations. You can't just tell Mel to stand in runic stance and have it always be on. That would be too easy. says, who are you? And then Ifrit appears and says, I sense the kindred spirit. You have Ramu's power? Wait! We're espers! Alright, alright. And then Ifrit says, mm. And then Shiva says, well... Ramu did entrust them with his power. So Steve goes up to Shiva and Shiva says, They drained our powers, then threw us away to... We haven't long to live. So that's when they're drained of almost all their powers and dying, and we still have this big boss fight. Feels... Uh... Either of these are so unbelievably powerful when they're at full power, how did they ever get captured? Like, they would have wasted every single Imperial Soldier. Or, why did they have the big boss fight if they're weak as shit? It doesn't make sense. And Ifrit says, Gestal has grabbed our friends and is trying to drain them of their power. I, too, suffered my turn in one of the glass tubes. We will follow Rama's lead and give to you our power. Boom! Our friends are all gone. We haven't much time left. No choice but to entrust you with our essences. Receive the Magicite, Ifrit. Receive the Magicite, Shiva. Uh... Hey! Alright, alright. So if we go into one of the doors, there is a... save point. And very interestingly, we have a strength plus one Esper now that we have Ifrit. So we're going to put that onto Skelly. Steve Status. I guess Ryan needs to grab back Stray. Who has Stray? Ah. Steve had it. Alright, so Stray on Ryan. So so bonus magic on Ryan. Uh, bonus strength on Skelly. Steve. Options are hit points plus 10% or... You could learn more Kirin. 
Uh, I guess we'll learn. We can get more hit points. We might as well get more hit points. Ice, ice two, rasp, osmos. I'm not, I'm not sold on how much we would need ice and ice two. And Ramu gives stamina plus. I think we actually want her learning Kirin. Oh, what we're we're one away from having Bolt two. We'll do the one fight and have Bolt two on Mel. Oh wait, uh, let's be sure to use a tent. I don't think that we have to stress out too much over um, espers because we're going to get other espers pretty soon, probably. Alright, uh, fight, your attack dispatch, we're fighting two generals, which look like Templars, they're pallet swapped Templars, they've got uh, riot shields and pole axes. And away they go. Alright, Mel learned bolt two. And now let's have Mel start learning Kirin stuff, which is Cure 2 Regen Scan. He knows Kirin Antidote, but might as well learn Cure 2. Mel is a very important character because uh, if you if you don't know why Mel is important, then uh, I'm not going to spoil it. But Mel is important, and so we need to be sure to be improving Mel. So one flame dance takes out those guys. They give it 116 experience for two generals, and we get two magic points. We also get some gold, um, 600 something gold. Um, but I actually like it because um, basically you want to get as many magic points as possible to learn all the spells. But again, before we have really good espers, we don't want to be leveling up too much. We want to level up kind of the minimum amount so that we can skate through the boss fights and get to the good espers later. So, two magic points for 116 experience. That's a good ratio. Usually you get more experience and less magic points. So we've gone up a giant stairway. Ah, we're in the, the room with the tubes. Now we're fighting a, some gobblers and a rhinox. Which is like... These are literally just the thingies that were like... Out in the field of the main world. They're like the palette swap versions, but like... Why the fuck is a... Why is a rhinox here in the Magitech factory? We were doing... We had robots. We had, uh... We had Templars. We had guard dogs. It all made sense. And now we have this rhinox here. And like... See, there we got 376 experience and two magic points. It's a worse ratio for us. 
So we're walking past a bunch of empty tubes. Uh, got another gobbler. Whoa! Has like an attack that halves your life. So we, Ryan took 240 damage. A pretty heavy hit. Ryan shoots back with the Aura Bolt and does 1,058 damage. Not bad. And we gained a level. Let's check our stats here. So Mel has 39 magic power. She's a Magitech Knight. He's supposed to be good at magic. Skelly at 26. Ryan is at 32. He's catching up. Steve is at 31. So Ryan's pulled ahead of Steve in terms of magic. Skelly, you know, that's fine. Skelly's gonna... Skelly's got a strength. He's got battle power of 212. The next highest battle power is like 148. 122, 124. Uh, again, there's a strength plus effect on one of these espers, but there's no strength stat. So I guess they mean battle power. Oh boy, what's this? Number 024. Alright, we're definitely gonna runic the fuck out of this. Let's go for a fire dance. Oh shit. He's dealing some heavy physical hits to Steve. Have Mel on the runic. Oh crap. Oh crap. I went for a quadra slam, but it was not. It was just a little bit out of when I should have done it. So we had some unfortunate tension there. So we can get 400 damage out of a quadra slam. Or a bolt. 1300. Not bad. Let's do a dispatch. change. Uh, a dispatch does about as much damage as a Quadra Slam, so... So frick that! He did a wall change and now Aura Bolt does zero damage. Okay, good. Uh... Also... Uh... See if Flame Dance can still get through. Aura Bolt, he's immune to Aura Bolt right now, which is uh, a little bit of an itty bitty problem. He's also immune to Steve's attacks. Let's have Mel do an attack. Stole Rune Edge, that's cool. Wall change. time with these fights and you want to know what the difference is uh i had i had jeff instead of uh instead of gauntlet skelly and gauntlet skelly just face stomps
got Blizzard X1. Pio Estas. I don't. Ah, it's a sword named Blizzard. So we have a Thunderblade, uh, a Flame Saber. I guess the Blizzard is stronger than the Thunderblade, so we'll go with that. Um, and let's also. To our pile of tonics. Almost out of tonics, folks. Okay, so we're in a room with special music and a bunch of glass tubes, and there are espers in these glass tubes. We see six espers. We're gonna flip the switch to get them out. And the esper says, You want to help me, but I haven't long to live. Just as if it did before me, I'll give to you my power. Sid says, What are you doing there? Sid is in a yellow, like, radiation suit type of thing. Like a, he's in like a hazmat suit. He says, well, What's this? He's going around looking at the espers that have turned themselves into magicite. So, esper magical power can only truly be transferred when one of them passes away. And the magicites fly up, and they smash through the glass and fly straight at us. We get six, six new magicites. Received magicite! doesn't name them all, but, yeah. Mel. Professor Sid. General Mel. And who might these dubious characters be? Your troops? No, you see... Can it be true that you came here as a spy, seeking to cause an uprising? And Steve's like, ah, Mel! So the implication there is that, uh... Sid now doesn't trust Mel. He thinks that Mel has been spying on him, when in fact, everyone thinks that Mel is a spy. No one thinks that Mel is really on their side. Kefka says, So that's it, Magicite. Sid, you miserable blockhead. Now, General Mel, the game's over. Bring me those Magicite shards. Steve says, Oh, Mel, you deceived me? Mel says, of course not. Have a little faith. Skelly says, see, I knew she couldn't be trusted. Yeah! She has tricked you all. Mel, that's so you. She goes off to one of the little railings and stares despondently into the middle distance and says, Steve, please believe me. Steve says, I... doesn't know what to say. Now! Oh, two Magitech soldiers show up. Exterminate all of them! Uh, so Mel jumps out of the way of the tackle, and the Magitech soldiers knock down uh, Skelly, Steve, and Ryan. Mel says, Steve, let me protect you for once. Maybe now you'll believe me. And she jumps back up onto the platform and raises her arms 
And she's starting them some magic. And Kefka says, Mel, what are you doing? Stop it. Oh, so she she warps Kefka and the Magitek soldiers get warped away. So now it's Steve stands up, looks at where she's stepping. Mel. Skelly and Ryan also stand up. Sid says, oh, oh what happened? This is a disaster! Your fighting has caused the capsules to rupture! The contents are spilling out! Quick, over here! Alright, we're going, we're going! Alright, we get on a little platform and now we're going away. Kefka's used me. Used the Empire. What have I done? I don't know, man! You were killing monsters and by draining away their magic blood the entire time! The life energy of those espers. You knew what you were doing the whole time! You've helped me come to a decision. I'm going to talk to the Emperor and have this stupid war stopped. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, so the no-cat guys were like, Oh, the Sid in Final Fantasy VIII is so bad, it like retroactively ruins the character from previous games or whatever. But this Sid was already that bad. I guess he's not incompetent. He's just... Completely devoid of morals. He's a he's a tech bro. He's a tech bro from Silicon Valley who makes a device and thinks it's just in the name of science, and then it turns out to have burned away the planet. Absolutely no sympathy at all. Anyway, there's a save point here. I'm gonna save the we'll talk to Sid again. Well, Steve is going to put on some... Mel, I have known her since she was a baby. I raised her as if she was my own daughter. She was forced to become a Magitek Knight and has done some awful things. If I could only talk to her, I'd apologize for the way her life has turned out. No, it's Kefka! And he kicks us into some sort of hatch, and he says, Go! Oh, it's a minecart. Alright, now we're going on the minecart. Got some cool Mode 7 graphics. We're fighting some mag rotors. The mag rotor is some sort of monster with wheels for arms and feet. All right, we're back on the cart. We're back on the cart. It's like a first-person view of us going down a mine shaft. It's pretty trippy. For Super Nintendo, this is like maximum graphics. All right, now we're fighting two mag rotors. Let's give it a flame dance. One mag rotor, you know, because we haven't done this. Oh, 
So they're actually uh, regenerated by ice, I guess. So Steve yields uh, with his attack, which is funny. But whatever. Alright, they're gone. We didn't check what Espers we had. I guess we'll do that later. Uh, so Blizzard needs to be swapped for a Thunderblade? Maybe now that'll work. Stole Bolt Edge. Interesting. this bolt edge thing. Oh, bolt edge is a... Uh, it's a throwable. Alright. Never mind. gained a level, and now with plus strength. Number 128, right blade, left blade. Let's see how fire dance works. Hey, it hurts everything. It actually took out the right blade. And now we took out the left blade. So we're gonna dispatch. And capture. Oh no, he's got haste! I don't like that! Alright, we're gonna aura bolt, which gives us time to charge up a quadra slam on Skelly. There we go. Skelly's actually pretty weak. Uh, we're gonna have Steve throw off a, throw a potion. Oh, hey, we win. Five magic points and a tent. All right. There's a save point, which 
Uh, because it's kind of off the path, I think they really want us to be using it. Uh, we'll just use our last three tonics. Now, I think technically we're allowed to use a tent right now, but it feels like we're doing a dramatic exit, so, like, maybe we shouldn't. Uh, this is a chaser. Some sort of UFO-type... Uh, thing. It's like a flying saucer with two arms coming out from underneath it and a big camera eye on the front. It's honestly a little bit creepy. Oh, crap. Now we have some trappers. I don't know what's going on with these trappers, but I don't like it. Level 5 Doom? Uh-oh. Who, who has... Okay, good. No one's level is a multiple of 5. Well... I'm surrounded by blue. I don't know what status effect blue is, but Fire Dance appears to defeat the enemy. Is blue slow? Maybe blue is slow? Slow is white in Chrono Trigger, but I know Chrono Trigger doesn't use all the same colors. Alright, this is a squad of commandos, so we're just gonna do a standard fire dance. Here we are. Dan K says, I was starting to worry. Huh? What's up with Mel? Oh, I don't know what he... That's kind of an odd... Mel isn't here in this scene, so I don't know why he's saying what's up with Mel. I guess he means more of, like, what happened to Mel. Steve says nothing. He just says dot dot dot. Dan K says, we'll talk later. Let's get out of here. Oh, we see Kefka on top of the Imperial Castle thing. Crud, what a mess. He goes inside. I don't think so. You won't get away. And some big metal arms come up out of the Imperial Castle. Steve says, let's not overstay our visit. We're out of here on the double. Dan K says, right. Speaking of which, maybe we should be leaving. Skelly looks off to the side and says, whoa, what is that? Ryan's having a good look. Whoa, what in the... Now we're fighting two magical, or two cranes. Okay, 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 okay. Keep it under control. Bunch of bolts. Uh, slot. I don't know if slot's very good. Hey, three diamonds. That sounds good. 
I genuinely have no idea if Dan K is uh, going to be powerful or not. Hey, that did 300 to everyone. That's cool. Oh, crap. Okay, so Thunder Damage is going to heal them. Uh, let's not do that a second time. Take our Thunderblade, swap it for a uh, Blizzard. Now let's try. Iron Ball. Oh crap, Steve is really, really, really low. Okay, Dan K is going to use a Potion. Regen on um, Skelly. Heat source level two. Oh crap! I've been healing one of them the whole time. I really should have been paying more attention. Heat source level three. Unleash thermal energy. Fire three. We're all gonna die. Well, Ryan's the only one alive. The crane shook the deck. Magnitude eight. 483. Annihilated. Oh. Well. But the world refused to change. Alright, alright. I guess if we're going into a boss fight... Alright, so Steve, we gotta equip you with the with the full moon. Ryan, Skelly, everything seems fine. Oh, uh, let's, if we're gonna be taking off a moment anyway, let's check on our Esper situation. Unicorn, Madun, Phantom, Shote, Carbuncle, and Bismarck, oh hey! Uh, yeah, so we'll put Bismarck on, uh, what's his name? So Maudun is giving magic plus one and also teaches level two spells. So we'll do that. And then, uh, Stray, yeah, we can put Stray on to, um, what's his name? Oh. Hmm. I think we want to put Carbuncle. Uh, for for Steve because Carbuncle teaches haste. And uh. Yeah. Knowing haste, obviously very good effect. Uh, we have a second magic power plus one Esper, so we can have two people with magic power plus one, and we have a magic power, uh, or 
Yeah, there's a strength plus two, a strength plus one, and two magic power plus ones. Uh, so at any given moment, we can arrange for pretty much all of our characters to be leveling up either strength or magic. Uh, uh, incorrect blitz input. I don't like that. Um, 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 um. But even with all that, uh, in terms of stats, you still have to know the good spells. So Steve is going to learn haste. And Steve immediately gains a level without having learned haste, and he didn't get magic points for that. I hate the whole world. I'm pushing. I'm pushing all the buttons. I'm pushing all the buttons, and it's not soft resetting my system. Alright, I will hardware reset the the device. Uh I'm just going to... Oh, wait, that's that's where it is. Yeah, I'm going to <clears throat> reset my Super Nintendo. Man, it's just... I thought we were going to do one quick extra thing, and then it's like a whole big deal. Status. Skills. Steve. Espers. Stray. Yes. Madoon Mark. Okay. It would have been silly to do that, except we had a save point immediately right there. So, like, why not? Gain that level. Perfect. Uh, and we're actually so close to the save point, we're gonna walk back over uh, Carbuncle? Yeah, Reflect Haste Shell Safe Warp. And we're gonna save now that we've leveled up with the magic point. Uh, okay, Pip Squeaks, we can deal with Pip Squeaks.
not a fan of these chaser fights. They just take so long. So first we're fighting the UFO thing with the arms. Okay. Okay. Alright, we got Setzer, or Dan K, I should say. Who's the Setzer character? Let me go off screen to get out of here. Ah, uh, crud, what a mess. leaving, etc, etc. Alright, we're in the boss fight. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so we're gonna capture, and then blitz. Denke, seven, airship, dragon. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Lagomorph. A rabbit appears and heals us all a little bit. Uh, that's actually not bad. We all healed for 50. Seven Dragon. Oh, Dan K is not having a good time. 
right, so I think our strategy is for Steve and Dan K to keep Ryan and Skelly going. We got another Lagomorph. I think bad rolls are gonna get us a lot of Lagomorphs. Yeah, now that we're not healing them, uh, this fight is a lot easier. I guess Danke's gonna use a potion on himself. points. Alright, so we have an airship again. We fly to the Opera House. Steve says, I'm worried about Jess. Let's return to Zozo. Dan K says, Jess, who's that? Steve says, I'll explain in the way about Jess, Espers, the Returners. Alright, we're gonna read him in on the squad. Wow, that's not anywhere close to Zozo. Oh, you're getting there. You're kind of getting there. Okay, good. So we're already up in the thing. Steve walks up. We're all here. Jess. And the Magicite comes out, and it starts pulsing, and he shouts, Magicite! And she starts pulsing. Father, she says, I remember it all. I was raised in the Esper's world. So she's talking, but she is uh, still in Esper form. The Esper world. Camera's panning over like a village in a little valley. And the valley's kind of shaken. Ah, so now we're playing as... Uh, an Esper. Let's go out of this little farm. Let's talk to the other guy. Emergency! Something's coming through the gate! Let's go up to the gate and check it out. Madun. Listen well and think clearly. What will you do? Uh, return together or leave her here? I'm gonna return together, of course. So we take the, the human woman. Take her to a bed in the village. Some sort of little pixie character says she's pretty weak. Better let her rest for a moment. Uh, let's talk to this guy. The elder says, Did I hear there was a human here? That dude says, Probably wandered in here by mistake. Talk to some sort of werewolf character. They say, You'd better do away with it. Humans and espers are incompatible. Talk to the human woman. Madun says, Did I awaken you? She gets up. You're an Esper? What's that pendant for? 
Ardun says, it's, it's yours now. It helps protect the world of the espers. Esper world? Boy, did I take the low road or what? Madun says, the Esper folk are pretty upset, you being human and all. You're the one who saved me? I am Madun. I tried living in the human world. That world is filled with desire, greed, and loathing. It's highly infectious. Are humans and Espers truly so different? Madonna, this is, now we know her name is Madonna suddenly. So, I'm an example of the evil in this world, huh? No, I mean... I'll return to my world tomorrow. You'll need a guide. Alright, so we're waking up in bed again. Leaving our little cave. The Elder says everything alright? What? The human's gone? Talk to the pixie. The human girl made it all the way to the gate. Let's talk to the wolf. If this generation of humans knew about our abilities and decided they wanted to utilize our powers, it would be a total disaster. The youth says, What's wrong, Madun? Walk past him and go out toward the gate. Ah, oh, here, here's Madonna. Madun says, If you don't want to return to your world, you may stay here. Madonna says, but humans and espers can never coexist. Madun says, how do we know for sure unless we observe for ourselves? And then he flies around with sparkles and says, how do we know? Unless we... And he flies around with her and they're dancing. Observe for ourselves. And now they both got sparkles. And that's... An interesting way to have two characters fuck in a Super Nintendo game for children. You know? Madun says, we've given her a name. Madonna says, what? Madun says, it's Jess. Not bad, huh? Two years later... Humans! The Nexus Juno world is open again! The wind! So odd. Just like two years ago. But something's different now. Troops have come seeking our magical power. And we see soldiers. And they, uh... Kick down the espers and drag them back to the human world. Blast it! They've made us as far as the Elder's house! We see Gestal. Aha! We've finally found it! Those ancient writings told us of this world and describe the awesome magical properties of these beasts. Grab them! Riches to any man who captures an Esper! Go! Alright, so we're in, we're in control of Madun again. Madonna says, Jess is alright. Alright, I guess we talk to the Elder. The Elder says, We've no choice. We must do what we've been avoiding. You mean, the magic barrier? Here's the plan. We'll cause a tempest that'll sweep all the nasty creatures out of our realm. Then we'll seal the gate. I'm the last of our kind able to cast this magical seal. Madun says, but in your state, you might just pass away. But at least we will finally be safe. He turns and says, Madonna. She says, I, for one, will not miss the other side. 
Elder says, let's do it. We have no other choice. So the Esper says, this is all because of that human girl. And Madun says, nonsense. Esper, I'm sure she helped the others find us. Get a grip on yourself. No, she's one of them. Soon she'll be wearing our hide. And then Madonna runs out. Madun says, erg. I don't mind being lost in this uh, in these video games when I don't have random encounters. If there are random encounters right now where you have to fight guards or whatever, I would be pissed. Alright, found the elder. Elder. Where are you going, Diggle? Where are you going? D apostrophe new line G-O-H. To go. Okay. Madun says, Madonna's getting drawn into the next world. And Elder says, impossible. It's too late. We've already begun casting the barrier. There's no turning back. Madun says, that fool. Soldier. Oh, look what popped out. As the soldiers are getting sucked back towards the gate. And Gestalt says, shriek! Just when we were in the reach of a veritable bonanza. And the Emperor is getting thrown backwards, too. Madonna says, Madun, I'm not their friend. Madun says, I understand that. Thank you. Can you make it back here? Sure. Jess! Okay, so he grabbed Madonna, but Jess got sucked into the human world. And then he let go of Madonna. Oh, and he went out himself. Emperor Gestal wakes up. A uh, human girl? Who is she? Picks her up. Madonna says, please take care of my baby. Your girl? Hmm, then she's half human and half... Oh, how absolutely fascinating. Wahaha! <laughs> she will help us realize our dream faster than we'd ever imagined. No! Quiet, my dear. And, uh... He smacks her and she falls over, possibly to death. Probably to death. He says, we will own this world! Ha ha ha! And then, uh, the camera is, like, inside the gate, and the gate closes in front of us in a very dramatic and final-feeling way. Alright, so, uh, Jess is a humanized version again. Jess says, that was my father? I'm the product of an Esper and a human. That's where I got my powers. Now I understand. I can finally feel... I begin to control this power of mine. Jeff says, So Gestal must have known the secret of the Esper's power back then. And those Espers at the facility were grabbed during that expedition. That means Mel's power came at the expense of an Esper. Ryan says, they can't, they can't get away with this. We have to strike back. What's happening in Narsh? Steve says, hmm, we should head back that way. 
Danke says, the airship's ready. Jess says, come on. Danke says, by all means, take a turn at the wheel. Operating instructions. Left and right direction, up and down altitude. Press the A button to move. Press the X button to go midship. Uh, press the B button to land and A button to lift off. All right. Shall I teach you a technique too? Sure. Press the start button to view the world map. Hold the Y button down and use the control pad to move in all directions. Use the L and R buttons with the control pad for speed turns. Okay. That's certainly... We're gonna land, and we're gonna save, and that's enough for this session. It was very long. Uh, mild apologies for that. I don't even know what our party's gonna be now that we don't have to have Mel in the party. Uh... Dan K is gonna have to pick up an Esper or two. Let's check. Magic power 29. Battle power 122. Let's uh give him some better stuff. And uh he's level 16. Uh So it's hard to start you off. It's hard to not just say start off a stray, right? Actually, let's start off with uh, maybe Kieran. Yeah, we'll start off with Kieran. That's it. That's it. Uh, until the next time, we final six fantasies.